everybody. This is Crystal. And I'm Elle. And welcome back to Alternative Interests. Welcome back. We're glad to have you. So happy. <laughs> that didn't sound really happy, but legitimately we are really, really excited that you're here. So yes. Thanks. Always. I think we actually got like a surge of new listeners this week. I'm really excited about that. Our downloads have gone crazy this month. I'm excited and thankful for all of you. I I say crazy. Crazy for us. Yeah. But that's been new. Yep. We're like little babies. We are little babies. We're, we're the babies of the true crime podcast community. <laughs> it's a lot of babies. A lot of true crime podcasts started up during quarantine. It was a good hobby to pick up. I'm just happy people are being productive. Yeah. I mean, yeah. learn some new skills. Yeah. Great time for it. It is. It is. You could sit on the couch, watch it. Bin- Even binge watching TV, I feel like, is decent, is like productive enough than just laying on your floor, not doing anything like I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> Was doing. Yeah. I do want to mention really quick, I'm going to apologize. My neighbor's dogs have been very loud the last few days. So if you hear some barking in the background, my windows are shut. They're just real noisy and I'm sorry. They started barking at me when I came over. <laughs> yeah. They've been really, really noisy the last few days. They're out of town. And okay. so there's no one out there screaming at them to shut up. And I think they are enjoying it. Mm. Makes sense. My dog does that. Yeah. So I apologize if we can't get all the barking out. But I gave you forewarning. So it actually fits. This is really good. I hope they bark at a specific point. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal got real excited. <laughs> I, I totally forgot about that. Now I'm curious. Okay. Well, if everybody remembers, because my Charles Campbell episode was just the straw that broke the camel's back, I was assigned the task of finding a more fun case to tell you all about. Yes, she was. Because I was really tired of getting very, very angry. <laughs> uh, so I think... I found something that's more fun. I'm going to preface this by saying I'm not funny, you guys. (laughs) I know I'm not funny. I don't really try to be funny. I crack myself up sometimes. (laughs) But, like, I don't want any comments coming in here going, man, these two girls think they're so funny. Elle thinks she's funny. I don't think I'm funny. I think I'm hilarious. But I know everybody else doesn't think that. (laughs) Yes. So, I mean, I don't want you guys to think I'm trying too hard, but this whole story is just a shit show start to finish. Yes. And I just want you aware that I'm just telling you what happened. I don't think I'm particularly humorous. I think Crystal is like, I don't want to say dry humor. And it is very dry humor. Okay. Then yes, dry humor. She just says things and then they end up being very funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like if I think I I feel really bad that nobody can see your face while you tell like while you say things. <laughs> but there's just no emotion. <laughs> there's Okay, so for those who don't know Crystal, and the, for those who do, you'll probably nod your head at this and be like, Yes. She just kind of says things and it's very like not monotone, but it's just very dry. And it's just true. It's very matter of fact that I'm just telling you things and that's how they are. Yeah. 
and uh, it ends up being very hilarious. <laughs> I find it humorous and funny. So I think, I think Crystal's hilarious. Well, at least you do. Thank you. You're welcome. You at least got one fan over here. Yeah. Anyway, so okay, we can continue on with this story and. We'll just see how entertaining you guys find it. I found it great. <laughs> um, we are going to be talking. It's it's not true crime, but it's one of those like weird oddity kind of things. Yeah. When Crystal told me the topic, well, what it this today will be about, I was very curious. We're talking about the 1904 Olympics. That's why I'm very curious <laughs> of how this fits into the genre of what we usually cover. Yes, I love it. Was very confused. I opened up the notes and I was like, excuse me? Yeah. So take this ride with us, guys. It'll be great. It's going to be a great ride. So the 1904 Olympics, I didn't write this part down and I'm really sorry I didn't. I believe it was only the third or fourth since the Olympics, as we know them today, restarted. We all know that the Olympics were kind of a Athens, Greece, ancient yeah. times kind of athletes coming out showing their prowess showing physical showing feats off. of men basically showing off they stopped because of a bunch of wars and yeah. they only really restarted in the late 1800s so the 1904 olympics were either the third or fourth okay olympics so they were scheduled to happen at the same time as the louisiana purchase convention <laughs> we all know that as the world's fair the World's Fair was a huge deal in America. Okay. So wait, who planned this? Uh I think the World's Fair was I think an annual thing. Okay. So the nineteen oh four Olympics, President Roosevelt actually kind of said, Hey, this would be really cool if we hosted them. So Chicago actually won the bid to host the Olympics that year. Okay. Get on you, Chicago. Olympics always happen in the same kind of summertime yeah. time. World Fair, same time frame. This just seems like really bad planning. Well, so the World Fair was in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. St. Louis was not about to let another big rival event compete with them. Which makes sense. I'd be upset too. So they said, no, no, no. Olympics are not going to be in Chicago. They're going to be in St. Louis. Oh, wait, both? Mm -hmm. They wanted both. Tourism makes some good money. Okay, I understand. But that seems like a really big, that's a really big bite. For one city. For one city. How do you fit that many people? So, by the time July hit, no invitations had been sent to other countries. Okay. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, so they they were just really ill-prepared. Sounds like it. And the whole thing is, even though the invitations didn't really get sent out to other countries, uh -huh. a lot of people think that most of Europe and Asia wouldn't have come anyway because the Russo-Japanese War was happening at the time. Oh, I was about to be like, because nobody likes us? What? No, because there was a war going on at the time. That makes sense. And it didn't really involve America. Yeah. So it was just the Europeans were probably not going to come. That's And you'll see, we really didn't get that many Europeans. 
Okay. Out of 651 athletes that competed in the Olympics, only 42 were not American. Good job. Okay. America. Good job. Yeah. So really, this just kind of becomes a flexing game for America. Yeah, it sounds like it. There were still kind of some notable things that happened. Uh-huh. I didn't include it in the notes because I wasn't sure if I wanted to. But uh, the games actually started with what they called anthropology days. Like the store? No. <laughs> no. Anthropology is in uh, history. Okay, got it. So they got, the World Fair was going on. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of foreign countries coming in to do exhibits. Uh-huh. There were some African tribes that were there exhibiting. Okay. So they rounded up these African nationals and had them participate in what they were calling Anthropology Days. Oh. It was mud wrestling and rock throwing and spear throwing. Basically showing people, hey, look at these uncivilized countries over here. It was not a metal event. It was just... What? Yep. Assholes. Yeah. Okay. That was one notable thing that happened. I feel awkward. (laughs) That's why I didn't know if I was going to put it in my notes, but I felt like in order to properly report about the Olympics that year, I had to at least mention it. A lot of people looking back are like, why was this allowed to happen? I was going to say, why are we like... Like, why are they like this? Yeah. We? They? Us? Yeah. No. <laughs> On a brighter side, there was okay. actually some really cool stuff that happened in the actual events. So Archie Hahn was a runner from University of Michigan. Okay. And he set a record in the 200 meter, yeah, the 200 meter dash event. Yeah. He finished it in 21.6 seconds. That's which so is fast. So fast. And his record actually stood for 28 years. Because who can run that fast? Right. Exactly. There was also a gymnast that year. His name was George Iser. Mm-hmm. He competed with a prosthetic leg. <gasps> and he had a wooden leg. And so he had a wooden leg because his leg was run over by a train when he was a child. Oh. Which is insane to me. He competed in the gymnastics events. He won five medals in one day oh and my God. six medals overall. Oh, my God. And what's crazy is that he would be the only amputee to compete in the Olympics for another century. Like, oh. Yeah. They j- they didn't have any other amputees in the Olympics mm-hmm. for a hundred years, which is crazy to me. That is actually really weird. Right. I because mean, they have the Paralympics. Yeah. But they didn't have amputees in the actual olympics for a really long time is there like a reason or is it just they couldn't compete at the same rate okay that makes no sense besides this badass look at him i didn't look it up but there may have also been rules about some of them that were like like blade runners oh Um, yeah those people just well i think part of that was like so we can't expect them to compete with regular olympic athletes because regular olympic athletes have things like shin splints and plantar fasciitis and a blade runner doesn't have that because they don't have those parts of their legs so is it fair to have them compete with them and i think that was some of that makes sense why okay this is complete speculation on my part so i mean i could be wrong someone please tell me if i'm wrong but that's just my take on why why it took so long for some things yeah so it makes sense 
Uh, also noteworthy is that the 1904 Olympics is the first time that there was a gold medal. So in previous Olympics, first place got silver, second place got bronze, third place just kind of got, rock. got their fist in the air. Um, that's oh. all they got. <laughs> so for the 1904 Olympics was the first time first place got gold, second place got silver, third place got bronze. Because we can just, you know, make them now. Yeah. And people find them useful. The 1904 Olympics were also the first time that boxing, freestyle wrestling, and the decathlon were medal events. Previously, they were never meddling events Mm. in the Olympics. I had to look up what the decathlon was because I just did not know. I was not a track and field kid. Same, but I know what a decathlon is. Okay, but I also didn't really watch the Olympics much growing up. My dad didn't think they were entertaining enough sports. Except for ice skating. We did watch ice skating. Who doesn't watch ice skating? No. I watch yeah. gymnastics, ice skating, and snowboarding. That's it. Gymnastics and uh, ice skating were our two. Oh. So, because I know I'm not the only one, the decathlon <laughs> is a series of track and field events. It is the 100-meter dash, the long jump, shot put, high jump, 400-meter dash, 110-meter hurdles, discus throw, pole vault, Javelin throw and fifteen hundred meter run. Yeah, it's really long. It is. It's a two day event. Yeah. And athletes earn points for competing in all of these and the athlete with the most points at the end of the decathlon wins. Wings. Woohoo. So also introduced that year was the tug of war. <laughs> there were six man teams that competed against each other. Tug of war isn't included anymore. It is not. That it, makes me mad. It disappeared in the nineteen twenty games. Oh, that's that's upsetting. That'd yeah. be so fun to watch. <laughs> What's funny is one of the articles that I read actually said that people in modern days are rallying to get tug of war reintroduced. Isn't tag like another one that people want to put in? Extreme tag, yeah, kind of like the tag. new TV show. That, yes, yeah. that is intense. I think people did want that one. It makes added. me nervous when I watch it. Like I get super anxious. Like Ninja Warrior tag. Yeah. Parkour and stuff. So a lot of interesting things happened in this Olympics. So you're starting to kind of get why I'm covering it. Okay. The bulk of our episode is going to be spent covering the men's marathon. Okay. It's not the, I mean, surface level, it doesn't seem like the. uh, It's one of the ones I don't watch. (laughs) Because it's just running for hours. It was the, um, we'll say highlight of the olympics okay 32 men began the race 14 men finished the race what (laughs) where'd the other dudes go (laughs) i'm gonna tell you all about it (laughs) where did they go it only gets crazier so there were there i have been able to find a list of all 32 competitors most of them aren't really noteworthy okay so there are a few noteworthy people i do want to talk about the first one, and he's got a name. This okay. is this is a name. His name was Felix de la Caridad Carbajal y Soto. My name is. He was from Cuba. Felix de la de la Caridad Carbajal. Yo. Yeah. You killed my father. <laughs> Prepare to die. Yes. 
That's all I can think of. (laughs) So I've seen him referred to in several places as Andarin. I don't know where that first name came from. I have no idea. Okay. I'm going to call him Felix because I can pronounce it and it's easy. I was going to say short, sweet, to the point. We all know who you're talking about. Kind of. Yeah. So he was actually a mailman in Cuba. Oh. And uh, you can imagine 1904 Cuba. He was walking everywhere. Yeah. So he was pretty well known across the country. And actually, the Cuban government sponsored him to come to the Olympics. Good on him. He landed in New Orleans. Uh Uh-huh. And he lost all his money in a gambling game. (laughs) Okay. So then he had to hitchhike the rest of the way to St. Louis. (laughs) I... I think we need to be a little bit more... Uh, we got to plan ahead a little bit. Yeah. Maybe they should have sent an escort with him to make sure he did not gamble his money yeah. away on this dice game. Why is he playing dice and not going to the Olympics? I, for the thing he was supposed to come here to do? I don't know. Uh, you know what? Okay. Fine. <laughs> so he showed up on race day uh-huh. in a dress shirt and slacks oh. and leather dress shoes and a beret just to top it all off. He was looking fancy. He was looking real fancy. All prepared. It was a very hot day that day. I'll tell you how hot in a little bit. Okay. But a bystander on the starting line felt really bad for him. So they brought out a pair of scissors and they chopped off his pants at the knee to help him out. <laughs> I mean, he's from Cuba. Like, isn't he used to the? Isn't it really hot down, down there? Is it down or is it? It's down. Okay. It is. Uh, I can't imagine they were running in this kind of heat, though. Okay, that's how hot it was? It was I will I'll okay. get there. There's a few more people I want to talk about before we get there. Okay. Um, a couple of the American favorites to win were some men named Sam Meller, Al Newton, John Lorden, Michael Spring, and Thomas Hicks. All of these men had qualified for the Olympic Marathon by running either the Boston Marathon mm-hmm. Or they had run in previous Olympic marathons, and that's how they qualified for this Olympic marathon. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Fred Lors was a bricklayer by day. He did all of his running training at night, and he qualified for the Olympics by doing a special five-mile race. That doesn't seem that long. Right. So. One. Yeah. That's how he qualified for. We just given anybody a qualification to be in the olympics yeah okay so there were a couple odd odd competitors odd, odd ducks there were 10 greek runners who had never run a marathon before i don't know how they got in on this event <laughs> greece was all like you 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 and you look good yeah here you go and then there were two of the men fr- uh, from South Africa who yeah. were actually there for the World's Fair were just kind of like, hey, you two, get over here and run. <laughs> so they're all like, okay. <laughs> they showed up barefoot and most reports say they ran barefoot. Because the badass. Okay. So <laughs> some reports, because I will say... The way I got the idea for this, uh, to cover this as an episode, was actually a Reddit screen cap that my sister sent to me. There's a bullet point there, and some people will jokingly report that the Russians showed up a week late for these Olympics. (laughs) 
Because they were still using the Julian calendar, and the Julian calendar run behind the Gregorian calendar, which is what we run off of. Okay. This is actually not true, because in 1904, like I said, the Russo-Japanese war was going on. Mm-hmm. However, the Russians were a week late to the 1908 Olympics. <laughs> Because they were using the Julian calendar, and the Julian calendar was about 13 days behind the Gregorian calendar that year. Are they on, are we all on the same calendar as a world? I think we're all on the Gregorian calendar (laughs) now, but I think some countries still refer to the Julian calendar for some things. That's interesting. It is really interesting. Why do we have two different calendars? Can we just worldly pick a calendar well then there's also the chinese lunar calendar oh true yeah we're all okay so the organizer of the st louis olympics was a Mm -hmm. man named james sullivan in the early 1900s they were studying human athletics how to make people perform their best Mm -hmm. there was a theory at the time oh no that purposeful dehydration Oh god. Resulted in better athletic performance. Because that makes total sense. James Sullivan was really, really interested in this idea, and he thought the marathon was the perfect place to study it. No. No, it's not. So there was only one water station on the whole marathon track. Is that why there's yes. fourteen men finish this? That's one of the reasons. Oh god. So August 30th at 3.03 p.m. Today is actually the day we're recording is August 30th. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I definitely did not plan that. But here we are. It's the anniversary of this awful hellscape of a run. (laughs) The race began. (laughs) It was 92 degrees outside. Oh, my God. With really high humidity. No. So the heat index put the temperature at about 135 degrees. That's not okay. That's just not. These men get one water stop. Oh, my God. At least it's in the middle. I think it was uh, around mile seven. And how long was it? 24.85 miles. Oh, my God. Done. Yeah. I think there was also reports that there was um, a water tank, like one of those big ones where people like could get a sip of water. It was not an actual water stop. I'm going to say right now, if any of you guys choose to go out and research some of this stuff, record keeping back then was real bad. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I found a lot of conflicting information. I tried to keep all of this to the stuff I saw reported multiple times. You might find a thing or two that's a little different. Okay. Yeah. So some places did say there were two water stops, but they mentioned that water tank. Okay. The track was on a dirt road. And uh, there were seven hills on the track that varied from 100 to 300 feet high. I thought you were picking something that wasn't going to make me mad. (laughs) That's not supposed to make you mad. It gets entertaining. Okay. So I was, I completely forgot. I was going to try and find some context of what 100 to 300 feet high is. I know it's real big. I I forgot to look up some context. I'm sorry. I know that some of these inclines were really long. Okay. So So it's not 
as well that almost makes it worse because yeah. you're climbing 300 feet over a long period of time rather than rather than steep it just inclines being, yeah so it it's almost more effort to go over a long incline yeah okay so this route was not secured not secured men were running alongside vehicles of people who were just driving what delivery wagons trains trains people just kind of going about their regular lives like walking their dogs uh walking their dogs was a specific one i found but like just doing everything living life literally it's like i go out grocery shopping on sunday morning and i see people jogging on the side of the road it was like that like when you see those bicycle people on the side of the road when you're trying to drive yeah okay they were just kind of yeah it not a secured track from here, things get a little hectic. Okay. As if they weren't already. This just sounds like a shit show. It really is. So I'm I'm going to tell you right now, the timeline is hard for me to follow, and I was the one who researched this. <laughs> so if you and everyone listening is confused, don't worry, because I am too. <laughs> We're going to do a lot of jumping around. I tried to follow. So I'm going to take one specific person and follow their journey through the race. And then another specific person follow their journey through the race. Because then we're not doing like, and at the two mile mark, this person's in the lead. And like, I'm not going to be like a racehorse (laughs) announcer. I'm just, I'm going to. Or a race car announcer. Yeah. This person passed this person and they're going, going. Yeah. I got enough NASCAR in my childhood. We watched a lot of NASCAR in my house. I'm over it. (laughs) <laughs> so we're gonna start with fred lores who was that okay. bricklayer yeah he actually started out in the lead he was doing real good okay and but around the one mile mark thomas hicks one of the favorites to win actually took the lead mm-hmm. so around the nine mile mark fred was overcome with cramps Oh, no. Since the course was right on the main road, uh-huh. the coaches for all the runners were actually driving alongside them, uh, kind of keeping an eye on the athletes. Physicians would be driving up and down the road. Okay. Um, I mean, that's kind of nice. Yeah. But keep in mind, they're on a dirt road in 92 degree weather with cars that's going to be more hot and rocks and dust. The dust becomes a problem. Oh, God. No. So poor Fred, who qualified with his five mile run, he basically gave up. He plopped himself down on the side of the course and gave up. His coach happened to drive by. Fred was like, yeah, dude, I'm done. And he was like, you know what? Hop in my car. I'll drive you back to the stadium so you can pick up your clothes and go on your merry way okay one down so as he was driving along he was waving at spectators he was waving at other competitors as he drove by them all he rode in the car for 11 miles and then the car broke down oh god no well at that point he decided like he kind of he felt better his cramps were gone may as well run the rest of the way to the stadium i'm so mad (laughs) this this dirt one spectators saw him approaching the stadium and they started cheering like crazy because they were like oh my god an american is in the lead an american is winning so he crosses the finish line everyone's cheering for him 
President Teddy Roosevelt's daughter, Alice, presented him with a wreath. She put a wreath around his neck. Oh, my God. They took a photo together, and she was literally just about to put the gold medal over his head. Thomas Hicks' coaches saw him get out of the car and start running. And by this point, the coaches had gotten to the stadium. Yeah. And they were like, hey, now. You cheated. You cheated. So now everyone is booing Fred. Good. I hope they all hate him. <laughs> and he he was like, I don't, I don't know what I believe. He says that this whole thing was just a joke. He was like, I wasn't really going to accept first place. He was. This is just a joke. He wasn't joking. The funny thing is, um, a couple years later, he competed in the Boston Marathon, and he did real well. I still hate him. I still don't like him. He seems like a really sketch person. He's dumb. I don't like him. Those bricklayers. Those bricklayers. (laughs) So that was the story of Fred. William Garcia, who I didn't mention earlier, but he was mentioned because he was a runner from California and he was almost the first fatality. Oh, he collapsed on the side of the road because, like I said, they were running on a dirt road. There were cars and trains passing by. The amount of dust he was breathing in was probably really not healthy. Coated his esophagus (gasps) and ripped open his stomach lining. So he collapsed on the side of the road and it was just hemorrhaging there. No. Waiting for medical aid. And they found him, thankfully. They hospitalized him. But his condition was so bad that literally if if he had been there for another hour, he would have bled to death. No. That's so sad. Two down. John Lorden was one of the favorites to win. I mentioned Mm -hmm. him in the beginning. He started vomiting because of the dust and he gave up. Okay. So one of the favorites just quit. Three down. The dogs are barking and this is real good timing. One of the South African participants no. got chased off the course a mile off course because wild dogs started chasing him. No, poor dude. Somehow this dude finished ninth. What? Yeah. That's amazing, though. The ninth is pretty good when you're like... He got chased a mile off track. Yeah. By wild like, dogs. How sucky is everybody else and how much of a badass is he? Right. He and chased... So, I mean, what if he, like, beat off the wild dogs and, like, climbed up a tree or something and then, I don't know, battle scene? But... Can you imagine how aggressive these dogs must have been that he's running to begin with yeah. anyway and they're chasing him For so ferociously mile. that he like is literally running off the course to get away from them. Is that actual accidentally them yes. coming after them like this guy or do you well I mean I guess he was one of the random participants. Yeah. Um a lot of people speculate he could have done really, really, really well. Because yeah. he finished ninth, even running a mile off yeah. course. So some people are like, how well would he have done if he had not he, been derailed by wild dogs? Uh, I would think he'd probably be in the top three. That's my bet. Yeah. Because a mile's along. So Felix, the Cuban guy, um, who gambled away his money and <laughs> showed up in dress clothing. Yeah. I think he must have been a fan favorite, just for me personally thinking about watching him. <laughs> um, 
because he was in a mad dash to get there because of his antics in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. He had not eaten for 40 hours <gasps> leading up to the race. No. So he, he often actually stopped to chat with spectators just along the route. What? In broken English, he would just like chat with them. <laughs> Cubans have my heart. <laughs> Spectators were passing by in like cars and stuff, just like waving at the competitors. I'm I'm telling you, this route was not secure. <laughs> picture this Cuban guy just hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm picturing Am I going the right way? If this was a movie, I feel like um they should make Rami this. Malik. Yes. Is that his name? I don't know. I feel like Rami Malik would play him. Yes. <laughs> So at one point, a car full of spectators was passing by him, waving at him. I think it was, I'm reading between the lines here. I bet it was some girls who were just kind of flirting with Uh him. They were Mm. eating peaches. Oh, This dude hasn't eaten for 40 hours. (laughs) He's probably like, hey, I need some of that. He did. And they said no. What assholes. And the whole thing is why I think he was like flirting with them. He actually snatched two peaches from them and proceeded to eat them while he ran. (laughs) That's like a me move. (laughs) So, yeah, that that (laughs) happened. Part of the race course actually passed by an apple orchard. Oh. Two peaches was not enough to sustain him. So he's uh, picking apples. Yep. Okay. He decided to grab a couple munch on those two. He's getting snacks. He's they just... were rotten. Oh, gross. He got food poisoning. Oh. He got sick and had some stomach cramps, so he laid down and he took a nap. A nap during the race? Oh, my God. He managed to finish fourth. What? Yep. He finished fourth? Does that tell you how much of a shit show this race was? <laughs> that this guy is taking a nap in the middle of this? Just... Think about that other guy with that mile, too. Yeah. He finished night. If he didn't get that mile sidetracked, how soon? Like, okay, this yeah. is. Felix is my favorite so far, though. Thomas Hicks was. Um, I feel real bad for him. Okay. Why? Um, is this going to be like a shit show? And it is the <laughs> shittiest of shit shows. Okay, around around the 10-mile mark, okay. he needed some medical support. Like, what kind? I'm actually not sure exactly what happened. I think the dust and the dehydration was getting to him. Probably. He begged them for water when they finally stopped. They wouldn't give him any water, but they what? did sponge out his mouth with some warm water. Ew. Right. That sounds gross. Yeah. But they thought that water would hinder his athletic performance, so they Who would not give him water. cares at this point? I think he knows what he needs. But also, it's only been 10 miles. He's not even at the halfway point. I also feel like as his coach, I'd be like, dude, buck it up. Like, look at this African man chased off by wild dogs. <laughs> Ain't got no shoes on. He ain't bitching. <laughs> Cuban guy wearing dress shoes and a fucking beret <laughs> taking a nap on the side of the road. I sure hope he's wearing the beret throughout the whole thing. I think he did. Oh, God. So, you know, Thomas Hicks, he gets it together. Yeah. Musters it up. Keeps going. Yeah. With seven miles left in the marathon. You know, he's past the halfway yeah. point. He's... He's not at the home stretch yet, but he's doing pretty yeah. good. 
he was like, dragging. He was not really running anymore. Oh. He was kind of doing this shuffly thing. Like, you know, when yeah. you're tired, you see people who are quote unquote jogging on the side of the road, but it's got like, the but... tiny little steps. Yeah. Literally, if you walked, you would probably just be moving faster. But the fact that you still got your arms up and you're like pretending you run makes you feel like you're still running. And yeah, the whole mental thing at that point, that's kind of where he was. <laughs> Crystal's all over here bagging on people's running styles. So uh, <laughs> his support team gave him a concoction of strychnine and egg whites. That sounds disgusting. Well, at Just... this point, you might ask, Crystal, what is strychnine? Oh, yeah. What is strychnine? It's fucking rat poison. So they want to kill him. At the time, strychnine in small doses was actually used as a stimulant for your nervous system. Oh, God, no. I know. the Olympics did not have a rule about doping at the time. So technically, them giving him this was not against the rules. Ugh. No. They they also had a flask of brandy on, the, on them, but they decided <laughs> not to give it to him yet. Good call. Because you got to save something. Good you can't. Joke. You can't use can't play all your cards at once yeah i can't you just can't that's not smart it's not a smart move you might need it later yep he still has a ways to go yeah so yeah. apparently the rat poison egg whites did the trick and oh he he perked up he started going it did not last long i i didn't think it would the strychnine kind of proved to not be the best thing for him oh really which is surprising to absolutely no one <laughs> Except for maybe his coaches. <laughs> I I I thought it would be the best thing. I thought I thought he'd perk right up, you know, run those seven miles, get first place. Who wouldn't have think that? So he was described as ashen and limp at this point. <laughs> but, ashen. But remember, his coaches at some point saw Fred Lors get out of the car finish the race, get disqualified. So they decided to play this card right now. So they're like, hey, dude, the guy who just finished in first place, he didn't actually finish in first place. So you still have a chance. (gasps) So this kind of perked him up again. He was like, oh, I I got a chance. Let's let's go for this. Motivation. So he picked up to a slow trot. I mean, he's still going. I'm giving him props. Yeah. He just got poisoned. I'm giving him props. Yeah. So... Again, just to reiterate, his coaches thought water was going to be detrimental to his athletic <laughs> performance. But they gave him rat poisoning. They gave him more rat poison. Just give him the brandy. <laughs> Some water. They content. did. They did. <laughs> they gave him the strychnine with egg whites again. And some brandy to wash it down. No, guys. Is this guy dead yet? Not yet. Oh He's still God. going. He, so, he deserves first place just for this. So again, they got some warm water and they actually soaked his head and his body in it. Just let him drink it, goddammit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, he has to soak it up through his skin like a frog. <laughs> That's so disgusting. <laughs> like a frog. Okay, so if you're like me. And you're so distracted by the shit show that is the rat poison and the food poisoning and the wild dogs. 
and the horror show that this poor man has had <laughs> funneled down his throat. <laughs> you may not remember that at this point, they're in the middle of a race course, on a <laughs> dirt track in 1904. Where did the warm water come from? Oh, God, no. <laughs> Don't. They use car radiators to heat the water. Because, you know, you got cars coming by. No. So his, uh, no. Yeah, I just, I had to throw that in because as I was researching this, like, you know, I, I usually write up my notes and then I'll go back through and be like, oh, here's a good, sp-. like, there's some of that information yeah. that you just. How did this happen? You don't know where to put it. Yeah. Um. It was around this point that I was like, they gave him a, a warm bath. <laughs> where did the water come from? <laughs> They wouldn't let him drink the water. So, yeah, they hot radiator water on his poor little skin. Yep. His poor man. Apparently, the sponge bath helped him perk up again. I Because at this point, this poor man is so dehydrated, he probably <laughs> is just soaking it all through his skin. I, you get some water through your skin. I mean, like, you get pruny. So I'm guessing it would help a little bit. Yeah. Like and people mist their face with water, freshens them right up. It, I, I think people do that because it mimics sweat. Okay, well, <laughs> he has no water to sweat. <laughs> exactly at this point, hot radiator fluid just has to do it. He's just he's sweating strychnine and egg whites at this point. I can't. So you know how people, you know how the night after having like. 20 too many drinks you sweat and you smell like alcohol yeah i've met so many people who do that i am wondering what this dude smelled like right now he probably smells disgusting (laughs) so as if he wasn't doing bad enough already the last two miles of the race i'm not kidding you one of the articles said the last two miles of the race he declined terribly (laughs) how much lower does he have to go dead he has to crawl he has to crawl the last mile oh my god he has to really want this he has to really need it at this point i don't think he has wants or needs (laughs) like he needs water (laughs) he needs water (laughs) or at least some give him more brandy like anything at this point that is not strychnine and egg whites where's the cuban with the apples i mean honestly the rotten apples would probably do him better where's the car full of girls with all the peaches yeah where'd they go why didn't they pass him oh my god so the last two miles of the race he was literally hallucinating <laughs> because of the strychnine. I'm at least happy that something's happening to this guy. <laughs> he was convinced he still had 20 miles left to run. <gasps> this poor man. But he was still doing it. <laughs> he was like determined to finish. This man deserves first place. So he was he was still moving. I would not call it running. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I need to. I'm gonna read you an excerpt written by one of the race officials. Oh gosh. So okay. this is a legitimate, first-hand account of someone's observation of how he looked. 
dead. <laughs> Quote, Hicks was running mechanically like a well-oiled piece of machinery. Side note, I am calling bullshit on that. <laughs> no, it's, it's, the, it's the fluid stuff that they put on him. <laughs> his eyes were dull, lusterless. The ashen color of his face and skin had deepened. His arms appeared as weights well tied down. He could scarcely lift his legs while his knees were almost stiff. <laughs> so this dude He's is dead. <laughs> literally his arms are like hanging at his sides. He's not even trying to swing him I, anymore. I picture them just going like flopping just all over the place. Just no, but the based on this description, they were like down not even swinging sometimes i would do that in basketball practice though like when i was in high school i'd walk with like my hands like straight it was really funny yeah and um he can barely bend his knees his legs are like barely moving (laughs) he's like just a stick (laughs) walking um he begged to lay down he was trying oh. to lay down because of the, he still thinks he has 20 miles to go. God, if he lays down, he's going to die. I, You know how some people are like, there are some people who legitimately do not want to retire because they're convinced if they stop working, they'll die. That's this. This dude. This poor guy. He begged for food, which again, where is the car full of girls <laughs> with peaches instead of food? <laughs> oh god they gave him more egg whites and brandy <laughs> I mean some substance egg whites are food I guess but not when you're drinking them <laughs> if it tells you how bad he was they tried to give him tea and he refused it so that tells you the mental space this dude is in and how <laughs> sick he is. Because, you know, people are like people, dogs, animals, you know, they're sick when they refuse yeah. food and nourishment. He wouldn't drink tea. They finally give him something that is actually good for him and probably would help. And he's closer like, to water. But he, yeah. he wasn't taking it by the time he came to the finish line. So he did get. Oh, my God. Getting there. He made it. Oh. oh no, okay. That, I, look. His trainers had to pick him up one on each side, and his feet were kind of shuffling like they were still running in the <laughs> air. And they carried him over the finish line that way. Oh. And he was the winner! Are you serious? You got first. <laughs> he finished first. <laughs> Shit show. <laughs> and he finishes first. Yeah. His finishing time was three hours and 28 minutes. Okay, from via your notes, I totally thought that was three minutes and 29, 28 seconds. I don't know why. That's literally like, what? Three hours. It's a whole lifetime in three hours, three and a half hours. To give you some context, because this means absolutely nothing to me because I don't run. Mm-hmm. The 2016 Summer Olympics, yeah. the first place finisher finished in just over two hours. Okay. This finishing time, Thomas Hicks' finishing time, is the worst in Olympic history by a full half hour. But he did it while being poisoned the whole way there. Yeah. It took four doctors 
oh a solid God. hour working <laughs> on him to get him well enough to even leave the stadium. Oh, my God. So, like, they couldn't even transport him to a hospital to treat him. They had to treat him right there. Yeah, because he's freaking dying. He had lost eight pounds <laughs> during the run. Oh, God. This poor man. I, d- I saw one place say that he was actually wandering around in a stupor after he finished. Because I mean, this dude wandering. was still hallucinating. <laughs> and this one place actually said he forgot to even claim his gold medal. Oh, and my God. I, I say forgot in quotes because he was hallucinating. He probably thought he still had to run. <laughs> he was looking for the course. He probably was. Something was, like, coming to him and was just like, you got to keep running. You gotta keep running. Yeah. And he's like, where's the course? Yeah. I picture him like freaking out and like almost in tears. Like, oh my God, this poor guy. <sighs> this poor man. Oh God, this poor man. So, like I said, only 14 out of 32 men actually finished this race. Yeah, where did everybody else go? Some of these people, I wouldn't even say what they did was finishing. I am... The thing that gets me about this... Okay. Felix ran the whole way, uh-huh. aside from his nap, <laughs> and he couldn't beat the hallucinating poisoned man. <laughs> The African that got chased a mile off course, obviously running the whole time, yeah, couldn't beat the hallucinating poisoned man. <laughs> I think the second place finisher was behind him by like a full mile, even at the point where he was like shuffling along and they kept giving him sponge baths and <laughs> shoveling more egg whites and brandy and strychnine down his poor throat, like... How how crappy was everybody else? I mean, okay, so Felix was his nap. Who knows how long that was? Right. One. Okay. But he still got ninth. Fourth. Oh, fourth. Yes. So, uh, sorry. Fourth. So that's pretty good. Yeah. But that's really bad on everybody else's part. I don't know. Guy who was getting, like, um chased by wild dogs. That took some time probably to get rid of them. Took yeah. a lot of, like, he probably had to go somewhere, hide out, wait for the dogs to leave. It took a mile of him running all the way around. Yeah. I mean, I mean, who knows? And then this poor man did not sign up for this. Yeah. He was just enjoying the World Fair. And then somebody was like, hey, we need more diversity in this race. But also, you look good enough. This dude got chased off the track. He's in a place he's unfamiliar with. I'm How honestly, long did it take for him to find the track again? I'm really proud of him. <laughs> to be on. Wait, what happened to his friend? You said there was two. Um, I think he finished 12th. 12th. Okay. And he did not get chased off track by <laughs> aggressive dogs. His friend was probably like, "I'll like lead him away unless they were like running." I mean, like I picture them kind of running together. At I don't first? think I don't think they did. Oh, really? They well, were... ninth and twelfth, like that's a pretty far oh, yeah. difference. And the man who did not get chased off track finished later. I don't know. Maybe he just wasn't feeling it. Maybe he was doing what Felix did and just kind of stopping and talking to people. 
Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe yeah. he stopped, get a, got a bite to eat. I was like, I wonder where my friend went. Yeah. I don't know. So because of how awful <laughs> this race went, Olympic officials, American Olympic officials, mm-hmm. started lobbying for the removal of the marathon as an event. They said that this was too much to ask of humans. 25 miles of running was just too much. Um, I think if they do a better job. Because I thought this went great. <laughs> they just need a few more water stops. What's interesting is the the idea of dehydration making better athletic performance continued for several years. Who the frick thought of this? It was it was scientific development at the time. Scientific development. Okay, yep. fine. All right. So for several Olympics, they actually limited water stops. That is so disgusting. Why? Yeah. I'm I'm happy we've come this far <laughs> because if we were still thinking that there's a reason I hate running. Yeah. No. I I don't like running. I don't run. Don't ask me to run. No. I d- so one rule did change. Oh, really? Just one? Yeah, I don't think they put rules against drug use um in effect the next year. The next year, however, the next Olympics it was a disqualifying offense if you carried your competitor across the line. I'm happy they did it the next time instead of that time because that guy, if anybody deserved to win. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> this dude, I don't... I... Thomas Hicks. <laughs> You're dead good. I, I feel so bad for him. I feel awful. Circling back to Felix. Oh, Oh, yes. So Felix. Where did my best Cuban man go? Well, so he, he finished the race yeah. and um, he never, he was supposed to go back to Cuba. Yeah. He never came home. <gasps> so they just kind of assumed he died. They actually posted an obituary for him. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, They had an obituary run for him in Cuba. And then randomly, he showed up at a Boston Marathon two years later. He won. Oh. Um, and that's how everyone found out he wasn't dead. <laughs> so, like, I like it here better. So uh, I'm going to stay and run more marathons. Yeah. He's I'd... just doing what he loves. Yeah, because he was known in Cuba. The whole reason the government sponsored him to come up here yeah. is because he was known for like walking across the island, doing a ton of walking in his mailman job. Like he was known yeah. for being I mean, able to do this. Cuba was probably really mad that they lost their mailman. Uh, only one of them. I, he didn't make very good money. I'm apparently. not surprised. I'm not surprised. I don't know how much mailmen make, but I mean... Well, nowadays they make decent money because they're government employees. But yeah, who knows? Anyway, I'm happy for Felix. Yeah. So that was the He's... 1904 Summer Olympic Men's Marathon. I think it went great. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend. We'll run again. <laughs> oh man! If I was Thomas Hicks, man, I don't know. <laughs> I would have been dead a long time ago. They wouldn't had. They would not have had to put poisoning in me. I would have been already dead. Yeah, it's just, it. If I had to run 
it's baffling to me that they thought that rat poison, brandy, and egg whites What's would would fuel. I really want to know the reasoning there. I mean, yeah, no, but I mean, if you take out the rat poisoning, maybe the brandy and the egg whites, maybe I can see it being like a little pick me up, maybe just to you know get it going. I don't know, actually. I would prefer some water. You know, most would. But apparently it's bad for your athletic performance. And not hot radiator water. (laughs) So gross. Uh, How did they give him a sponge bath? Like, did they stew in the car? Did they keep him running? Like... They were driving next to him really slow, and they just had the window down. Well, at that like, point, no, they actually, the t- his two coaches were, like, out with him. Oh. Like, well, he wasn't running. <laughs> he was not. I'm, I'm, these coaches, I'm pretty sure that they could speed walk and keep pace with him just fine. I'm pretty sure they could walk and keep pace with him just yeah. fine. So, I mean, they weren't really in a car. Um, just batting him with a sponge. Yeah. Or like a hand. cloth. Yeah. Dip it in the radiator and just kind of dab got this, him with man. it. You got this. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> They make a movie out of this. A lot of people on Reddit want there to be a movie made about this. I think it would be really entertaining. So some people were joking because of the Russians showing up late thing. Yeah. Um, If it was true, which it is not true this year. But some people will be like, that would be like an after credits scene <laughs> with the Russians showing up with the empty World's Fair and the empty Olympic <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> Wait, did the Russians even go? Or no, they didn't go because because of the, of the war. war. Yeah. Okay, they were involved. Yeah. Okay. They were late the next Olympics. Mm. Okay, that's kind of sad. It's funny. It's it's funny, but sad. So, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. <clears throat> I did. Um, it was a fresh of fresh air. And I know you had a couple moments where you were starting to get angry. But I was. I was about to be like, "How is this okay?" Like. This is not what I assigned you. It's a, yeah, I assigned you a wholesome, funny, even if you could, thing to talk about. And you come not to me. Not wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> and you were coming to me with all this sad, very, I feel like, slightly, I don't want to say racist, but some of it. It was definitely <laughs> racist. The okay. Literally, the whole point of that was to show people, like, look how savage these people are. Yeah. And look how good we are because we don't live like them. Like, there's a little, like, super mud slinging <laughs> at each other. Yeah. So, racist. I was getting, and, and just, you know... Actually, it was a little wholesome because the amputee got yeah. some medals, and yeah. that's good. That that was nice. So, yeah. I mean, for a second, I was like, what is this? <laughs> and then he started on the race, and I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That was great. That was... I enjoyed this. I hope I delivered. It was great. I <laughs> I highly appreciate this. And I hope everybody else does, too. Yeah, I hope you all enjoyed it. And Yeah. I hope you it was a little different. Um, very different. I think it fits. Alternate. It, it definitely does. <laughs> I mean, there was some almost. There was poisoning involved. Yeah. That's crime. <laughs> but they thought they were doping him. Like, 
That's a crime. They thought it was performance enhancing. You know what? But that also actually, while I was looking up, because none of the articles actually said that it was poison, they always called it strychnine. And I was like, I've heard of strychnine. And the only reason I knew, like, when I looked at the word, because I probably would not have been able to pronounce it Mm -hmm. if I had never heard of strychnine before. Yeah. So when I looked it up, I was like, oh, <laughs> that is what this is. Uh, I don't know. I feel like people still poison, probably poison people with strychnine and stuff like that back in the day. So, uh, well, actually, poisoned. that's what it reminded me of was uh, Nanny Doss. With, yes. Remember, she was it was around with, the same time, right? With uh, arsenic and rat poison. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if some of it was strychnine. I wonder if the I'm strychnine thinking. was easier for her to acquire. I mean, these guys are just feeding it to this dude. So obviously. You'd say, you know, my farmer husband hasn't been working as hard as I think he should. Strychnine. Let's give him some strychnine. It's either going to. Give him a couple extra splashes because I'm tired of his ass. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to enhance his performance. Y'all don't see my air quotes. I can hear (laughs) him. So. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for stopping by. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Uh, connect with us on Instagram at Alternative Interest Podcast, and send us an email. That would be nice at Alternative Interest Podcast at Gmail dot com. Yes. <gasps> I got it. Uh, visit our website. Thanks for listening. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks Sorry for stopping about by. the barking dogs. It was just ambient noise this time. Hey, they fit when they did. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>